Welcome back to our Total Sense Bite Size episodes. I'm Tom Hensky, and I'm here to help parents teach their kids about money. Welcome back. I have with me today Greg Merced. Greg is a certified financial planner and a consultant that is the leading advocate for child accountability, sound parenting, and financial literacy. That's in my mind. So that's the title I gave to him. He didn't give it to himself. He's a father of six, which pretty makes him a pro on how to teach kids about something. And he, being a certified financial planner, that something could very well be money. So I think, Greg, what you'll tell us is you just threw in the towel on the family chore chart and the piggy banks and said there's got to be a better way using technology. And then uh, out of your 20-plus years of experience, your time at Arizona State U, uh, all those letters after your name, which are drowning, the CFP, CHFC, CLU, <laughs> REBC, it's like an alphabet soup, but it says this guy knows something about financial literacy. Welcome. Hey, it's good to be with you. It's always good to be with you, Tom. Well, hey, I've always, since the first day- Yes, we... I, have, I have lots of battle scars to prove that I know, I think I know what I'm talking about when it comes to kids and money. I got a, I got a lot of kids. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so, you, so therefore, you're the pro. And you know, from the first day we met, I always said that you're an overall great guy and that you love collaborating with other people in the Finlet field. So I am totally. excited to have you- It takes you. a village. Right? Yeah, it takes a village. So I was excited <clears throat> because when you think back or when I think back, back to my journey, which started on this topic about 20 years ago, I don't think there were any debit cards for kids at the time. And now I just did a quick little Google search and I think I came up with maybe 16-ish, that there are about 16 that are out there. Um, not all are as popular as Busy Kid, but I'm psyched mm -hmm. to have you here to talk about it. So let's start with this. What happened in the space over the 20 years that I've been following this, that all of a sudden this started to pop up. Yeah, I think this. I think technology happened is what what really happened. Because if you think back, really, money used to be something that we stick in our pockets or our purses. It was paper. It was metal. <laughs> Literally, we stuck it in our pockets or our purses, and that's how we dealt with it. Now, I I, I call it invisible money. It's digital. It's just little numbers on a screen. And so it's completely changed the landscape when it comes to the actual nature of money. And so with that change of the nature of money comes, I think, how do we deal with this? Like, how do we work with it? And even better, how do we teach our kids about it? So I'm not surprised that this evolution has happened towards a digital, you know, kind of currency and a digital way of teaching kids. One thing that I think frankly, that a lot of banks and other places are missing the boat on is just giving a kid something to make it easier to spend their money doesn't really teach him anything, <laughs> okay? I, I, I call that the, uh, the earn and burn philosophy. It's like you earn it and you burn it as fast as possible. Like that doesn't work over time, right? It's kind of fun, but it doesn't work over time. You've got to change that. So the landscape's changed because the nature of money has changed, and here we are. Well, you know, when I started talking about this, we were talking about getting money in the kids' hands, right? That's my first chapter in Total Sense, get money in their hands so they can practice. And then the question there becomes, okay, great, you get it in their hands, 
where do they keep it? So we would do the piggy bank. And then when the kids got a little older, piggy banks weren't cool anymore. So mm -hmm. we graduated to jars. And then we'd have the clear jars. <laughs> and then it became, forget about the jars, because now we're not dealing with coins anymore with the older kids. It became envelopes, right? Yes. And so, uh -huh. like, tell me, how do you see the, that progression? How did you see it? You know, where are things now? And then where do you think they go next on this front? Sure. I think this is an evolution of technology. Uh, and I'm, and you're exactly right. I love it. I mean, we really did the piggy banks and then the jars and then the envelopes. And now it's like, oh, okay, now what? Because kids, um, they're out in the real world, you know, and the real world is digital, right? I, I always just think busy kid is essentially, and this comes from my financial planning background. Parents go out, they make some money, okay? What do they do with that money? Well, they usually invest it in a 401k or something or save it, right? They share some of their money with church or charity or something they care about, and then they spend. And that's where the save, share, spend philosophy and busy kid comes from. And they usually spend with a card. Or nowadays, you just tap your phone or you do whatever, and it electronically transfers the money. And so this is an evolution that has happened and I think will continue to happen. The future of money management, um, I think just becomes more and more technologically drenched, right? I think, I think it just, there's probably a time and place where cars are not all that, you know, useful because it's all in our digital wallet, which happens to be in our phone, right? And so the, this just places more and more importance, if you ask me, on teaching our kids the same principles that apply to adults, which is go out and earn some money and then save, share, spend. Um, you have to do that in a little ecosystem. And I think that's what we've tried to create is that ecosystem, right? Literally where kids can learn about investing, they can, they can give to charities and they can spend money digitally. So that is, I think, the progression of, of this space and the future is just more, more technology. And so the, the way to teach that is by practice. Like you can't expect them to learn it just by like telling them. I think kids, I believe kids learn best by doing. That's why I'm a big proponent of like, let them get some skin in the game and let them swipe that card and feel like the buyer's remorse when something breaks or whatever, or let them buy some, you know, stocks or ETFs that like go down. Oh my goodness. Right. The market was down 25% last year. Like that's a good lesson to learn actually. So kids learn best by doing stuff and they learn with technology. Okay, so you kind of hopped ahead in some questions that I was thinking of as you were talking, which I'm not surprised because we think alike on a lot of these topics. So <laughs> Shoot, sorry. That's okay. No, that's great. Um, <laughs> I, I like it when you take my words and you put them out into the world. That's great. <laughs> all, all joking aside. So tell me, like, does Busy Kid have a philosophy on teaching kids about money? And if you could incorporate in that answer, how does the idea of allowance and debit cards specifically play into that vision? Okay. So yes, we have the philosophy and I, I did jump ahead, I guess a little bit. That philosophy is literally earning and then saving, sharing, spending, like call it the SSS, right? So that is the philosophy. We absolutely, and the reason it is the philosophy is kind of what I said is, is it's the, it's a little, re, it's reality. It's modeling reality. And so 
um, we, we try to really kind of hold true to that. And we really try to give kids some real life experience in there. Because what, what do you think they're going to do when they're 24, 25, they graduate from college, they get a job, they, you know, they look at this new employee benefits package and they have a 401k. Oh, I've done this before. I've saved money. I've invested, you know, I've, I've, I've had it matched before, like all that stuff is kind of already in their brain, right? And so they're going to be amazingly successful when they start investing in a 401k when they're 25, if they've done it before when they were 13, right? And they they get it, they understand that. Um, so um, so I think that's all, that's that's the philosophy for sure. What was the other part? Yeah, and, they, and, and then how does the allowance <laughs> fit into that? Uh, okay. And getting money in their hands, and then when it gets in their hands, how does the debit card play into it? Okay, so there's this like great divide when it comes with allowance, I think. Some people are like, I'm not paying my kid allowance. Are you kidding me? They, they shouldn't. I, I provide everything for them. It's just part of the expectation. Okay, I get that. That's great. And I think there are things that they shouldn't be paid for. But to your point, they need to get some money into their hands so that they can start having experiences with it. I think chores are perfect. I really do because I have yet to find uh, and I've looked high and low. I've yet to find a job where you can do absolutely nothing and get paid. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's totally ridiculous. So you've got to get some chores so that they can learn. I got to go fill the dog's bowl with food, scoop up the dog's poop, wash the van, mow the lawn, trim the tree, whatever. And that's how money happens. Yeah, because that's the real life, Right. You got to work for it. And so there is a great divide. I'm not like cussing those that just give their kids $20 a week just because, because maybe they do like a boatload of extracurricular stuff. Like they're super involved in soccer or they're, you know, big time in the piano or whatever. I get it. But at some point in time, they need to know where it comes from. And that is work. Well, that's okay. great. You know, so you're that's just, the allowance. Yeah, though. just so you know, uh, I've had some really <laughs> high-powered guests on here, and no one's recommended cleaning up poop as a way to make money. So that's it's that's a big awesome. time money maker. You heard it here first on Total Sense. No <laughs> one else has had that one come in. So that's great. So then, yeah. okay, let's say that people are not objecting to getting money in their hands. It sounds pretty logical, okay. right? Mm -hmm. Do they then? object or embrace the idea of using debit cards as where the money goes to? I think a lot of people embrace it because they honestly, they use it so much. And, you know, how many times have we actually like, I mean, I've done this before, my kid who can drive, hey, go fill up the car with gas. Oh, can I get your card? And you just give them your credit card and they go do it. And like, that's fantastic. I didn't have to do it. Um, so, so I don't think people have like a big, huge objection to using a card. I think there are some people that are like, I don't know if they're like old enough to handle it. And that becomes like an educational opportunity and, and a, an experiment a little bit. And you got to figure out if you, you, know, you got to trust them. And that's why I think it's important to use debit because they can't spend more than they got, right? And more than they have. So, um, so that fear of overspending kind of goes away. Um, and so the, you know, the only other thing that I can think is some parents are a little nervous, like, well, what if they lose their card? What, you know, if get compromised, those kinds of things. You just got to kind of, you know, stay in touch with what's going on. 
in BusyKid, we have an activity feed that literally shows them every time they spend money. And I love it because it's transparent, right? All of a sudden, you can sit there in a two seconds as a parent and review the last you know number of transactions your kid had. And you say, how did it cost you $29 to go to the movies, right? That What happened? Oh, well, my buddy forgot his money and I paid for him and then we got popcorn and soda, whatever. Like this is a good opportunity to have a discussion about making that that bozo friend pay him back, right? Make sure you, you know, <laughs> or do you really need to waste your money on on popcorn and food? Because once again, you scooped up like tons of dog poop for that food, <laughs> <laughs> for that money, right? So these are great conversations to have. And it, and it kind of goes back to just, you know, the ability to use a card. Okay, so let's uh, do two things here. First, Difference between a credit card and a debit card for people who are venturing into this for the first time? Yeah, so debit, you essentially can spend no more than you have on the card. Credit, you can spend whatever your limit is and you're going to get a bill and they're going to charge you next month for that, whatever you spend, right? Uh, The other thing about credit cards is, um, you know, the finance charges that go along with that, if you don't pay the whole enchilada, are killer, you know? You're looking, you know, mid to high 20% and and the bank thinks they're doing you a favor. Like it's brutal. So um, that's the main differences, I think. And and I love, this is a perfect example of how a parent can kind of take charge of teaching their kids about money in a very simple way. You're in the checkout stand at the grocery store next week and the, the, the guy's with you, you know, your kid's with you and you can say, listen, see these two cards, what's the difference? And they're both going to say Visa or MasterCard or whatever on them. And the kid's going to go, ah, I don't know. And and so this is a perfect example. Say this one is a debit card. When I swipe it or I stick it in the machine, it's going to suck the money out right away. Okay. This one is a credit card and I'm going to get a bill next month with all the stuff that I put on this. And then I, then I got to pay it all at once. Like that's such an easy little 30 second teaching opportunity, but man, does it drive home the difference between the two, even though they look alike. Okay. So in my next Bob blog, I'm going to steal that from you, but I'll make sure to cite you at the bottom. That's a great one. You don't I even have it. to cite me. Okay. This is a good, this is a good, that's, isn't that a good idea? That's, I mean, a, that's a great idea. I love it. I love it. So, okay. Take me through, parents are always asking me when I'm giving these speeches around the country, just like you are, they say, what debit card do you recommend for our kids, right? So can you just take us through the busy kid version of it of parents says, yes, I think this is a good idea. I want to do this. They go to your site. Can you then take us through the beginning to end of what that looks like from the parent side yeah. and then from the kid's side? Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's pretty easy when people go to you know busykid.com or the app stores and, and download our app. The first thing you'll do is you'll like kind of create your family in the app, right? You'll add everybody in. And then what you'll do is you'll assign chores to people if you as if that's what you want to do. Once again, if you're not into chores and that specific thing, you can do what we call an auto allowance, which is literally, I'm going to set it to be, and we do it once again, we always try to model reality, right? So you can do it on the, the once a week, like a Friday payday kind of idea, or you can do it on the first and 15th which is every two weeks, right? So once again, this is teaching them like when you get paid, you typically get paid once a week or once every other week. 
and that's the auto allowance feature. So you kind of set that up, and then um, and then you literally pick a card. We got eleven designs. They can they can pick the different design that they'd like, and they pick that out, and then um, and then there you go. Um, that's a, how a parent would set that up, and the allocation, meaning when the money comes in, um, that how it splits up in the save, the share, and the spend, we set that automatically. So it's kind of, it's based on age of the kid, and we set that up automatically for you because I get that question all the time, like well, how do we split it up? So we've split that up for you. If a parent wants to maneuver that around, you know, like say. Well, shoot! In this family, we don't share. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they they could they could change that, right? If they want, um, but that's that's all done automatically for you. And then and then for the kid, it's just very simple. It's the ability to see the chores and the things to do, and it's abil- and then the ability to say see the save, the share, and the spend. And I love our new save area has a full investment platform in it. So they can see their holdings, they can see their stock, their ETF holdings, they can see all that live um, with 15-minute delayed data. Like this is, this is just like a, a a great ability for them to see it all. They can see charities to donate to, and then they can see their card with a balance and the transaction history. So. Pretty right. simple stuff, but that's how it is. So, so basically, this is in virtual money. We're talking about real money here, and let, let me just use an example, just so everyone could really solidify it. So, let's say the child gets ninety dollars, and you're going to see why I picked ninety dollars because it's just divisible by three. So, thirty dollars goes okay, into it. share, thirty goes into spend. 30 goes into save, right? Do I have that correct? So the the 30 that goes into save, then they have to choose where to invest that. And then they're buying, is it individual stocks, ETFs, mutual funds? What are they, what is it that they are investing in? Yeah, sure. So technically speaking, their parents are the ones doing the investing, but the the kids are pitching what they would like to invest to their parents, right? And they can pick from uh, literally all of the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ stocks, individual stocks, and they and, and we have a full list of ETFs as well. So they can do that. Um, the great part about that is, is and, and it, uh, actually it goes across all of our safe share spend buckets. Whenever a kid wants to actually do something with the money, we ask for like a parent approval, right? So if a kid wants to buy, let's just say, you know, Tesla's down, right? So they want to buy $50 worth of Tesla. Um, they would indicate that. It would shoot a notification to the parent that says, Johnny wants to buy $50 worth of Tesla. And if approve or not, right? The parent would kind of get the final, yeah, let's do that. And then that, boom, it would happen. Okay. Same thing with donation and, and th- same thing with loading their card. If a kid wants to load their card with the 30 bucks, a notification goes to mom or dad and they just tap on it and boom, the money goes onto the card. Okay. And when the so kid decides it keeps you in the it keeps you in the know, but it doesn't drive you nuts. So when the when the child decides they want to go spend uh, money on ice cream and they've got the mm-hmm. debit card, is it good to go that they just spend the money and it allows them to, or do they have to get permission first from the parent? Great question. They, they're good to go. Okay. And we do that specifically. We don't want to nanny these kids to death, right? Yeah, I want to know and I want to be like the final say, 
about putting money on the card, but where you go spend is, is up to you because frankly, that's a teaching opportunity in and of itself. So they go to the ice cream store and they spend $50. You're like, what? Hold, you know, we got to have a discussion about that, but I don't want to be sitting in a meeting at work or my wife is a, you know, a P, you know, parent teacher conference and, and, and the, the kids texting or blowing up her phone because, Hey, can you approve it? Cause I'm at the ice cream store. <laughs> like what? Right. Like who wants that? I don't. So we, we, we let it rip after we allow the money to be added onto the card. It's up to them. And that's, that's a good thing. We want them to make decisions and it may be a bad decision, but they're going to learn from it. And again, I, kids learn best by doing. Yeah. And again, I don't want to make this too broad a conversation because we could probably talk about this last part for an hour, but what makes busy kid different than a lot of the other debit cards that are out there focused on the kids? What's the, the, the major differences between what busy kids doing and those others? Sure. I think we've, and we've touched on a lot of it. Number one, um, we don't uh, kind of hold up transactions at certain stores and all of that. We don't put any kind of limitations on that because we feel like once again, the autonomy there is, is something to be learned from. Um, We obviously have an integrated stock brokerage, which um, a lot of them don't. It's just a card, right? It's just a facilitation of money onto a card to spend. Um, that's a big outlier. The other thing that we have that um, that I think is is unique is is we do have bonuses. Our bonus feature is probably one of you know one of the most popular, which is literally tap a button, you can send a bonus to your kid right away, and boom, it goes automatically into the three buckets. Um, we have millions and millions of dollars that get sent as bonuses. And I like that idea. I like the fact that, you know, and I bribe my kids with it, you know, hey, hit a home run in this ball game. I'm going to be sending a bonus <laughs> right? <laughs> or whatever. You know, you did you did so great with your recital or you got straight A's, whatever. It makes it easy. That's awesome. Uh, the, the other thing that we have is is uh, busy pay. Busy pay is literally the ability to pay a kid through a QR code. And we did this to solve for one big problem because nowadays, okay, let's say you want to hire the neighbor kid to, you know, shovel snow or mow your lawn or babysit, or I don't know, do something like that. How do you pay that kid? Because once again, not, we don't have a big wad of cash laying around usually. I mean, heaven forbid, write a check. Like nobody knows what to do with that, right? The kid's too young to have a Venmo account. <laughs> so, so busy pay was like the solution to that. Like literally just give them a QR code that people could scan and they can pay them with their credit card. Boom. Thanks for shoveling my snow. Here's the, you know, 10 bucks. I promised you 20 in Connecticut. So Greg Merced, busy kid. I've known you for a while. <laughs> I really respect you as a financial advisor. I know you really have your finger on the pulse on how to teach kids. And, you know, you're just one of the overall great guys, not just in the financial literacy industry, but uh, it, it, overall. And I really appreciate Well, let's not get out of hand, but you're great, Tom. You know, I love talking to you. Awesome. Hey, great. <laughs> Th- thanks for joining us today. Thanks for everything you do to make the world a better place on financial literacy. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Good to be with you. Take care. I hope you enjoyed our episode of Total Sense. A special thank you goes out to Verso Studios at the Westport Library. Tune in for our next Money Chat.